It has been two years since the trade galaxy was shaken to its core by the actions of a single mismatched multi-species crew. Whatever you think of the heroes of Yentao, also known as the Space Squad, one thing is certain. All eyes are watching for whatever they do next. Oh, for goodness sake, Tato. Seriously, I thought we'd gone through... You're just going to have to bear with them. They've got all the charisma, but not, you know, the skills to lead yet. So I thought it was being a good mentor and letting them take the lead, but clearly that was the bad one. So what do I have to roll? Deception? Uh, that would be deception. I'm going to use a luck point. I'll see if you have luck again. now. Yeah, it's my new feat. Nice. 15. Toby narrows their eyes for the longest span of seconds, Faraday. Leans in and then just goes... Keep your fucking minions under control, eh? I smack mine, that's what I do. Just a tip. Right, get up to the platform now before I change my mind and smack you myself. We're gonna go. <laughs> I like throw the old man to the ground and I point at him and be like, <laughs> that's a lesson to you. But then I'm actually using message being like, I'm so sorry. Right, uh, yeah, we go. I kind of like hunch my shoulders like, oh, I've been like, oh, I've sure been served. <laughs> the three of you head up the escalators to the train platform. I should say train platform floors. Uh, there are lots of lines coming into the station. So they're actually stacked across four or five floors. The train platform uni is on the third floor. Uh, a bit like I was going to, I was going to make a comparison to Norwich then. <laughs> Just for us, me. <laughs> Just like in Castle Mall, you have to go up the escalator tower. Oh like, this God. is a reference which is not for anyone except us. Uh, it's quite easy to go up the series of escalators to get up to the correct floor, though. And you don't have any further trouble as you go. Like, there are shoulders throughout this building. But you've been performing really well. Your stealth's been really good. So I'm willing to carry you all, all the way to the platform. Where you find a whole bunch of ordinary people waiting in somber lines for the train uh can i like is anyone like talking around us no oh just stand there stoically yeah can i can get i can guess where this is going but can i use my vibe check i i did i did the the symbol for punching i'm not going to punch anyone again can i use you didn't my punch anyone you before. didn't punch anyone the first time i'm not going to try to punch anyone again um can i use my pick to try and get an idea of the emotional states of the people around me Fear. Yikes. Oh, but there are like little spots of warmth from mostly the shoulders. There are a couple of people around here who do seem like more neutral about what's happening, but overwhelmingly it's fear, fear and anxiety. Am I able to pinpoint the people who are more neutral? I mean, people who are lining up and they're more like checking their comms unit, they're che checking the time rather than looking more afraid. Most of these people look very, very well presented, like... They're more like the wealthy people who are like, well, this doesn't really bother me because I can just pay my way. <laughs> ah, I see. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think I think we just, if people aren't talking, we'll just stand there for eight minutes and just <laughs> look intimidating. Riveting. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> eight minutes later, the train pulls into the platform with a huge blast of its horn and it lines up with the doors, the doors open, and people start scanning in. Bit the old comms unit with their 
credit information. Like they bit the old credit chip and then they head into the train. Um, Fuck, we never got tickets. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we stood here for eight minutes and we didn't. Oh my god. Okay. Well, we're in the situation now. Eight minutes, head empty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can't pay with our comms. I will say it's not like a physical turnstile you'd have to jump. It's like a gate and you have to bip on it as you go past. So can we just not bip it? It's an honor system. I mean, the shoulders weren't bipping it, were they? They were just... Just going. Are there any other shoulders getting getting on or off? Uh, Not that you can see. I guess a pass without a trace will still be going. Okay. Roll me a stealth check as you head onto the train. 15. 26. 32. I will say that is completely successful you get onto the train with little issue uh the train is actually quite crowded which in i don't know it's crowded but somber like the station itself and it departs with no issue as the train takes off out of the station and then into the air you're kind of forced to grab onto rails and handholds as it accelerates up and up over the city um as the train progresses the city gets taller Uh, taller and more ragged a lot of the buildings here still show clear signs of damage from what happened previously Um, there are buildings which have clearly become a lot shorter than they once were there are a lot of bridges which are old and ornate and a lot of bridges which are a little bit haphazard it's a real jumble of what's survived and what is still being amended and reconstructed Um, And as the train reaches tideways and you go through a couple more stations, it gets busier and busier and busier. And then you reach tideways and the central station for tideways, which is where this train is pulling into, um, is a skyscraper with over a hundred floors of platforms. And as you enter all around you, you can see like, cause it's fully, fully dark, um, obviously with the city glow, but you can see the smeary lights of dozens of other trains coming and going. You can see um, hover cars, you can see like floating taxis and all sorts. Like it's a real hub in the city, like a spire of glowing light and industry. And you pull into it somewhere around the 80th floor. And then the tannoy comes over the train saying, For continued travel onto other districts including Greyshaw, The Shallows, Kenziri Square or Shomu's Landing, please transfer now. Off we hop. Off we hop. Off you hop. Um, I will take a survival uh, check to find your way. Yeah, this sounds like Port Authority bus terminal. 18. 28. 9. Uh, Schlurp almost wanders off and gets lost. That's in character, honestly. But with those roles, you ultimately are able to find onwards travel onto Grayshaw. There are still a lot of shoulders here. It's super busy. There's so many people here. There's lots of, um, interestingly, this is all passenger. All people just going around, little briefcases, all got the um, glowing wristbands on. And for a moment here, as you travel and navigate your way down to the right platform to carry on, it feels kind of eerily like a normal city. Um, as we're traveling, like not just here, but from all the way from Silton to Grayshaw, can I try in my head to try and, from other context clues, try and work out what all the colors mean? Roll maybe insight. That is a natural 20. <gasps> oh, nice. Okay, give me one second. He's got to pull up our notes. Lorelei, from the traveling, paying attention as you go, and with that nat 20, blue is for healthcare, 
Green is for anyone working in food and hospitality. Orange is for maintenance staff, engineers, and delivery workers. And red is for non-essential workers, slash like everybody else. You find the correct platform to head to Grayshaw. Your train departs, no issue. Just as Corel and Crick's train arrives 79 floors down in the bowels of the delivery depot. <laughs> it's not underwater, is it? It's not underwater, is it? <laughs> I mean, I doubt a non-auto-locking, non-airtight crate full of peas would be put underwater. Full of peas? <laughs> full of peas. Guess we'll find out. Guess it would we'll... seem pretty silly. To... I mean, it would... If, if, if the crate wasn't airtight. But then again, it's Paige's world. We That's just true. That's true. Like okay, lay it on us, Paige. Like lay it on us. Like the peas. Lay it on <laughs> us. <For> wet peas. <laughs> fish. I love wet peas. I mean, fish live in water. Of course they like wet peas. <laughs> Consider this, though. We were loaded onto the train. Presumably they will load us off. And they will do. They will hopefully do this, loading us to a point where we're out of the water. Sorry. Mm. I will say that when when you were loaded onto the train, it was very smooth and there was no talking and no footsteps. Oh, automated. Thing is, we don't know if they're going to load us off here or somewhere else. Let's have a listen to see what's going on outside. Yeah, okay, so perception, right? 18. Uh, Dirty 20. The train comes to a stop and you hear an announcer muffled through the crate say, Tideways, Central, Station. And you listen, and you you can hear like a high-pitched whine, and the crate jostles a little bit, but then doesn't move. Jostles a little bit. You feel the crate maybe next to you getting shifted, and then your crate lifts up Ooh, ah, good. and starts to move. You hear the shik of the doors opening, presumably on the train, and your crate continues gliding out. And then suddenly you're flattened against the floor of the crate because the crate is rocketing upwards. <laughs> oh, shit. It's like being a Marty's tube again. Tube time. <laughs> Wee! As the crate is being rocketed upwards, for a split second, you hear a... Oh, and then now. you hear like a series of like thundering doors coming shut, things slamming, and then your crate is roughly like clattering against the walls of whatever pipe it's being sucked up. And also peas just smacking into Oh us. yeah, peas are everywhere. Peas <laughs> are in unmentionable places. You're going to be shaking those out for a are while. Those, are these loose peas or bags of peas? <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm committing to loose peas. That's funny, yeah. <laughs> Listen, let her cook, okay? Let it's, her have her loose peas. Let her cook. It's just a crate full of loose peas. I don't, Loose dry peas. I almost said I don't make the rules, but I do. <laughs> you literally <laughs> do. In this regard. The numbers are just like big unlocked crate of peas. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it's pea time. <laughs> um, the crate suddenly decelerates and you're slammed against the other side of it. And then it kind of wobbles in the air and then drops with a clang to presumably a floor of some kind. And all is quiet. I use. I'm going to use my strength to burst out of the crate. Before the, before that, Carellis, when we get out, we're going to sneak this time. <laughs> Crick immediately bursts out of the crate. <gasps> oh, I don't need to roll. Roll me strength, go on. Oh, it's not locked. 
19. Yep, with a 19, you shove up against the crate. I will say that it wasn't locked, but as you shove up with a 19, you feel that for a moment it resists you, and then your metal arm whirs, and the lid of the crate crashes up and off, like the hinge snaps, and it goes flying across the room. I like to imagine I burst out of it like the Incredible Hulk. Covered in peas. Like the peak pea green, like the Hulk. Like the Hulk, yeah. Smushed with peas. Yeah, so quick. Powers out of the crate, throwing the lid off, covered in peas. Corel hunched at Craig's feet. You find yourselves, uh, roll me a perception check. Natural one. Uh, 28. Corel, with that roll, crouched by Crick's legs, uh, you are in a dim room uh, surrounded by boxes and more and more of them are like arriving all around you. And blinking against the ceiling is a red light, not belonging to a security camera, it's just a red light. Right. Okay. With that roll, I'm. I'm like. There's no much. There's not much more detail I can give you. But with that roll, I will say that it appears that they are suspicious of the contents of your train and are, are like are pulling them aside. And there's no. Is there like a door in this room, or is it? There is a door. Yes. Is it just one door? Uh, there is one door. It is actually unusually square. It's like quite broad and square, with like a keypad next to it, and there's also a big wall of um monitors which are currently dark i sort of just signing the quick just saying be quiet and i indicate the door and i start to sneakily move over there yep you can you roll me a stealth check that's a 14 okay with a 14 i'll say that is there's no one in here to look at you currently uh you're successful and you make your way over to the door i think you're having to like kind of change your path a few times as more boxes arrive Okay. Yep, you reach the door. Are you following, Crick? Yes, so I'll roll for sneak as well. Mm-hmm. 15. Yep, that's also successful. The two of you creep through this maze of boxes and to the door. Uh, it has a security pad. All right, I'm going to do what rogues were put in this game to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, using my quote-unquote thieves tools, I'm going to try and hack this door. Okay, using your quote-unquote thieves tools, you uh, use your comm and some sneaky fancy cable stuff to plug into this keypad and start hacking it. Should I be using my dexterity or my intelligence? Which one do you think makes more sense? Uh, I think dexterity for this. It looks, it is a keypad, but it has these like plug-in elements like something was meant to be inserted into it. Uh, 12. 12. Okay, with the 12, you tackle this keypad and I think that you will be successful, but it's going to take a few minutes. Okay. I mean, Crick could give the help action if you're there. I successfully snuck, so... I'll take it. Thirteen. Oh my god. Ah! Crick leans in, uh, maybe shines a light or something to help you out, and you go more, like, minuscule amount faster as you kind of work on this door. I mean, the alternative would be to try to physically break the door, wouldn't it? Yes, it sure or wait, would. Or wait for security to show up. So I think this is still probably the best course of action. As this is happening, more and more boxes are arriving. They're now starting to kind of almost hem you in against the door. Uh, Corel, by the time you finally hear the door lock clunk and the door slide open, the two of you are like pressed together against the door in the keypad. Uh, the door slides open onto a long, dimly lit corridor with like metal grating everywhere. There are no currently no people in sight, but you can hear like a clunking noise in the distance getting closer. Uh, the cor- I will say the corridor is like, it runs off to your left and to your right. Left. 
All right, sneakily to the left. Okay, roll me a stealth check. Two. Seven. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> we tried to be sneaky. <laughs> okay, so you head to the left. The grate is clangier than you expected, and you step out onto it, and it makes an absolute shrieking noise. The two of you are kind of left to just book it, as in the distance you can hear those, like, that clumping, like, clanging and clumping getting louder and closer. And as you head to the left, like, down the left of this corridor, to your right, thank goodness, you can hear suddenly in the distance an automated, like, a kind of suspiciously machiney voice going, Stop! Wait! Stop! Stop! So this is coming from the way we didn't go? Yes. See? Always choose the left every time. It's always not the argue. Not going to argue with you. Good instincts. Crick, what's your um? <laughs> what's your AC? Uh, Eighteen. Okay, a blaster bolt goes flying past your ear. I said, wait. Do you stop and like? Do you stop and turn to fight, or do you keep running? I would keep running. Okay. I mean, it's only, it's only going to get less accurate as we get further away, right? So. Okay, you've got about 30 feet before you get to another T-junction. Will you go left here or right here? I will take a perception check to kind of see the way. Oh, fuck's sake, another one. Sorry, 27. You get to the end, you get to this T-junction. Crick, you're behind Corel, I'm going to say, so you can't make out what's going on. Uh, Corel, you're looking frantically like another blaster bolt comes flying but misses you both again. Uh, You're looking to the left, you're looking to the right. With that roll, I will say both corridors look kind of endless and unchanging. The, f- the grating underneath you, however, looks loose and there's not much nailing it down. And there is space enough down there to hide. So that's that's another option I'm offering you. Uh, I'm not wild about hiding. I think we should just go left again. Well, the point is we could keep moving under the grating, couldn't we? Okay, yes. then uh, that's a good observation. Yeah, I signal down. I signal down. Okay, okay, I follow. Do you do it? Do you go under the grating in the view of the person coming or do you round the corner and do it? I think, yeah, that sounds good. Round the corner, go. turn left. Okay, you go to the left, you go under the grating. Do you continue left or do you change direction here? Well, going left worked very well for us last time, so... I know, except if you change direction, it thinks you've gone left, but you've gone right. Oh, true, true. I want to see what this polite robot is. I I don't, it's Shoss. Shona, you're biased, you like robots. It politely said wait. Okay, so, (laughs) what do you think? Duncan, should we go right to confuse it? I'd say we go right before the grating... And then go under, then turn back left. Yes. Okay. You do this. There's nothing bolting it down. So I think, like, you do manage to rip up the grate, like, pull up the grating at one side and squeeze yourselves in. And put it back. Yeah, and put it back. But by the time you do, this site is almost on top of you. Do you freeze or do you head left now? Head left. Okay. Can I take a stealth check with advantage? 11. 18. You turn back on yourselves and scurry beneath the grating in the other direction. For a heart-stopping moment, you're at the mouth of the T-junction, and you look up and you can see a big, bulky, like, security site above you with, like, red eyes, uh, big guns for hands. And Lovely, are, polite robot. I've got my voice. It's Shuto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Fuck. Sure, that can be canon. Uh, Shuto. <laughs> there are actually five more Shutos behind the first Shuto. There's a hot stop moment where they're standing above you, and then they turn right and carry on that way, going. Visual lost. Visual lost. Progress. Progress. Wait. Wait. 
We just wish to discuss. <laughs> Ignore the guns. <laughs> Ignore the fact I'm called Shudo. <laughs> Blazed across their chest. We simply wish to detain you and ask you several questions under duress. <laughs> <laughs> um, but slowly the train of Shuto's heads out of sight and you head in the other direction and everything is quiet and you have successfully for now slipped away so we got on the train we just got off the train at Greyshore yep so we're at now at Greyshore yep the train slides into Greyshore Greyshore is in the south side of Yentao it is at the it's on a island Yentao is itself kind of built into the edge of a shallow sea. So yet like there are different areas which are built on very low-lying islands. Kanziri Square, Shoma's Landing, they're built on low-lying islands, whereas a lot of the rest of the city is flooded. Grayshore is a little bit unique in that it's built on an old refuse and like rubbish tip, which is how the island was formed. So Grayshore is actually not flooded, unlike most of the city. And as the train pulls in, you can see like sand and sandy beaches rammed with people and a lot of garbage, but actual ground here. The train station here is long and low and spread out rather than stacked up. Like like I said, this is a warehouse area. It's meant to be like a shipping and freight center. And you can see all of these big warehouses and already from the train, you can make out dozens, like thousands of different like shops and businesses that have been wedged into these spaces, which are meant like not meant for this purpose. Very crowded, very loud, even in the middle of the night, the train stops. What do you do? Um, the doors open? How yeah. long will we have been on the train for? Uh, I think it probably took you another 40 minutes to get here from Tideways. So we no longer have Pass Without Trace. You'll have seeming for another four or five hours? So it's taken us about an hour to get here from Stilton? It was 40 minutes from Stilton to Tideways as well, so it's an hour and 20. Uh, let's say an hour and a half with bits and bobs in. Mm -hmm. so that's five and a half hours left that sounds right so we have four and a half hours until we said we'd meet everyone at duncan's knuckles (laughs) yes so we assume it's going to take another hour to get back there means we have about three and a half hours Mm. it is now getting on towards 11 at night well miyaki can you take us to your friends from here um i nod to avoid saying words And once again, I point for Tato to lead and look confident. Roll me performance. Okay, then that is a 28. Okay, with a 28, you confidently lead the way. What do you do? Are you doing the same kind of like, oh yeah, I'm a solo. Oh yeah, I'm I'm hot hot shit. shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such hot shit. You guys see how hot my shit is? Yeah, you confidently lead the way off the train onto a packed platform. Uh, This is a lot less clean than Tideways. Like, Tideways was busy and packed, but this is chaos. I'll say, like, the general vibe is the people here have a lot less money. There's a lot of ordinary people here, but it kind of feels... It's odd, because obviously there are still some sholas around, but it kind of feels a little bit more homey. It feels a little bit more lived in, a little bit more real. Like, there are still terrifying authoritarian screens everywhere and lots of bracelets and things. But there are actual bits of art and actual posters and stuff all around the station. Lorelei, when was the last time you talked to your friends here? Probably before Prisha's wedding. So maybe four, five months. Plus we, six. We were Plus six. Oh shit, so it's been a year. It's been about a year. So it's a year since you last talked to them. Grayshaw, like I said, 
has a lot of warehouses where a little bit like where a lot of the businesses are. I will say a lot of people are living in apartment apartments like haphazardly built above on raft and in the rafters above these like businesses. Loft conversions. Loft conversions. A lot of businesses are also built out onto piers. Grayshaw has a series of 50 piers, each laden with businesses and different things and bobs, bits and bobs like that. Where do you think your friends would have been a year ago? Probably somewhere in like, like the exact midpoint between the scummiest area and the nicest area. Let's say... <laughs> Maybe a loft conversion in a really large building that used to be used for like fishing or something like that. Oh, fish farming. There you go. Yeah, so it, it, it Lorelei thinks it smells terrible, but they're fine. Oh, it smells awful, but to Namazir it smells really good. So I think like, maybe a lot of restaurants have kind of set up in here in temporary premises. And Lorelei's sat there like, I can't eat anything here. I'm an obligate herbivore and they're obligate carnivores yes there is nothing for me to consume uh, so this is an enormous <laughs> way warehouse like the size of a couple of football fields and uh, the little temporary restaurants are set up in the circular pits that would have been like the fish tanks like the fish farming tanks so you yeah you're able to lead everyone here without much trouble i'll say as you get into this warehouse you get a lot of wary looks because there's no other shoulders there's around. There's not really any shoulders around. So you're getting a lot of like wary looks, some outright hostile. Roll me perception to see if you can find your friends. Um, also, tell me who your friends are. Are they Namazir? I feel like my friends would be local Namazir. Okay. Local Namazir who saw that I was living off like nuts and that was basically it. And were like, <laughs> we can't eat this, but we hear you like plants and came and gave me some seaweed or something like that. And Please. I was like, you're my friend now. Please. You fed me. <laughs> they gave me peas. <laughs> Seaweed wrapped peas. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, that is a 30. With a 30, you kind of squint across this chaos. I think maybe a little part of you is like, it's been a year and a lot of these businesses are intending to leave here and go back to where they started and stuff like that. So maybe they're not here. Like, oh shit. Like they might not be here. Lorelei, you sweep your eyes across this enormous warehouse. Above you, like 30, 50 feet up, you can see the rafters with like these lofts and stuff built up there for people to live in with ladders going up to them and lifts, like temporary, very frightening looking lifts going up to them. You have all of these restaurants built in these pits. In the middle of the warehouse, with the most colourful and the busiest restaurant, you see a couple of Namazir wearing familiar neckerchiefs plaid purple neckerchiefs sick fabulous and you're like i know i fucking know those neckerchiefs they're both kind of a nice mint green color with like uh, leopard splotches on them really clashes with the purple neckerchiefs <laughs> yeah it sure does actually i didn't think about that and there's a huge like home like adorable neon sign a little bit wonky but it looks kind of like it's a neon sign but it's been made to emulate someone's handwriting and it's called Peak Plates. And the business is not familiar to you, but those two Namazir are, because their names are Bobir and Neo. They are very crowded, and they also have the most mixed crowd uh, of anywhere you've seen so far. There are actually like quite a few Araswati here, and quite a few humans. And Pluine. Fabulous. And um, a Pelter. <laughs> no. Zero a Pelter. You haven't seen any. None. Hmm. Not allowed. Tucker just nodding like, that's right. That's yeah. justice. Yeah. Yes. Injustice. Okay, 
With my 30 perception check, are there any security cameras in here? There are a couple that look like they should have security cameras, like a couple of mounts, which are suspiciously empty. And then there's one in the corner. There's gum over the lens. <laughs> like, you know when you're trying not to laugh and you tense your abs? Yes. That's what Lorelei is doing behind now the I'm, seeming. Now I'm thinking about Lorelei's abs. Thank you. <laughs> Little fluffy deer abs. No, no, no. jacked. No. Lorelei is not jacked. Lorelei is the opposite of jacked. Imagine if Lorelei was jacked and just had like a deer eight pack. <laughs> that would be so weird. Come on, let's go. Um, what I'm going to do is like nudge the others and saunter over and look at their menu. Mm. Okay, so I'm quite a small Namazoo. Yes. What's the most you can increase someone's I height think it's with? Two feet. One foot. Oh my god, you're how big is Lorelei? Three You're like... like three and a half feet. Oh wow. You are like the world's smallest Namazoo. Let me double yeah, check. I'm teeny. Is either one or two feet. One foot is for <laughs> disguised self. It's is one that a crime child. It's what <laughs> it's one foot. One foot. <laughs> here, here is our Crime child is our crime baby. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't remember how small. Oh my god! You literally went through that whole sequence of being like, "Here's my crime squad," and Laurel is there like, "I'm seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> That's stupid." I did a really low voice. It's really low voice, really, tiny baby. <laughs> a very small seven-year-old Namazir with the voice of an adult man. <laughs> Oh, and and who are you? Where's where's your parent, little little child? I killed him. I killed him. <laughs> Pulls out a gun. He's <laughs> like, I'm gonna kill you. Um, so, like, is one of them taking orders and one of them's cooking? Yes. So I'm gonna walk over. I'm guessing we're getting a lot of very dirty looks. Oh yeah, many many dirty looks. On like the menu, can I see? The original seaweed dish that they made for Lorelei. Yes, you can. Although the majority of the food here is actually made out of peas. Like pea burgers. All sorts of stuff. We're like just that. carrying so this through now, apparently. Worked out a way to make peas edible by Namazir? No, they're just catering to all the different people that live in the city that aren't Namazir. Which is quite a lot. Yeah. Lorelei walks up to the counter and waits until they're the only ones. So I'm guessing these two are flanking me. They kind of intentionally look to keep busy. Like, oh, look, I've already wiped the side. Now I'm going to wipe it again while studiously avoiding you. And now, seeming... Yes. It's just an illusion. Yes. This is true. This is true. Yes. So, as I say, quietly, making sure my mouth is pointing away from anywhere from the gum sticky one just in case it can still see a little bit around fair i'm gonna put my hand on one of them so they can feel that my hand is fluffy yes and say can i have your signature seaweed dish please in your normal voice as well quietly uh they still uh which one of them do you put a hand on bobeer or neo Whichever one I know would be the least likely to completely visibly freak the fuck out. Okay, Bobeer is really chill. Just, just my mate is just vibing. They're just so chill. Uh, interestingly, uh, Neo is uh, female. Uh, Bobeer was uh, he him last time you met. Uh, Bobeer has now got like a real pink flush around the barbels and stuff, which kind of probably indicates that they're now they them. And Bobeer 
slowly like freezes and then slowly puts the cloth and the spray down and then looks up at you and says that's an interesting choice for an Amazir I'm an interesting Amazir and Bobir turns their hand around and grips your furry palm and says I can tell it just looks like flirting. It does. <laughs> it fully does. You two are like, Lorelei, you already have two. <laughs> Phobia li- literally doesn't even flinch, just reaches up and puts on break on top of the counter, ignoring how the whole queue is like, ah! <laughs> throwing their arms out. Oh, we they, love Phobia. As they do. Um, and then it's like, follow me. <laughs> and so as we do that, I make like it look like I'm stand behind and like puff myself up which isn't much because i'm small but hopefully these two get the idea to look like we i've gone up and quietly said we need to look at your operation kind of thing look intimidating look yeah. intimidating make sure people leave us the fuck alone cool. yeah. and as as um Bobia like leads you around the counter and like actually there's actually a hatch behind the counter with stairs descending down into the kitchen which is underneath the pit um Bobia, like nods to neo and is like come on and all five of you head down into a swelteringly hot like storage area there are like ovens down here there's loads going on um there there are actually like a couple of very young scruffy looking namazir who like their barbels are half grown they're like a little bit gangly one of them's only like a couple inches bigger than you are Lorelei. Lorelei, and uh you don't know these kids and bobia claps their hands and just says scoot and the kids like scarper up the stairs and like up up to get to work and then Bobia waits until the hatch closes and then says Lorelei Wide Wanderer welcome to a shit show hi do you know the resistance and Bobia tilts their head down they're wearing glasses by the way and they pull their glasses down their nose and they go honey we are the resistance Hey listeners, Paige here. I'd like to say a quick thank you to our cast. That's Leonie as Dr. Faraday Zenith Lewis, Shona as Schlurp, Elle as Captain Mitchell Crick, Duncan as Corell, and Jess as Lorelei Widewanderer. If you've enjoyed the show, consider leaving a review, recommending us to a friend, checking out our store, or becoming a supporter over on our Patreon. We're the indiest of indie productions, and every little really does help. That's all from me. See you in three weeks in the Maelstrom Galaxy.